our honorable Ustad is with us this morning. Let's go to him, inshallah, Ustad. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum wa rafat. Jazakallahu khairan to our technicians, Brother Junaid Khan and Brother Riyaz Hussein. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasoolihil kareem. Amma ba'd. All praise due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillah, today we focus on Suratul An'am, the sixth chapter of the Noble Qur'an, and this was revealed before the migration of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam from Makkah Mukarramah to Medina Munawwara. So we see that Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam received the surah and thousands of angels accompanied Jibreel alayhi salatu salam when the surah was revealed. There was an entire entourage coming with Jibreel alayhi salatu salam and this surah comprises 165 ayat. So we see all Allah mentioning right in the beginning, Alhamdulillah, Alladhi khalaqa samawati wal ard. All praise is due to Almighty Allah who created the heavens, the earth, Waja'ala zulumati wa nur. He Almighty Allah made the darknesses. He made the nur. Here there is one point to wonder. Zulumat, many forms of darkness. The darkness of the night, the darkness of kufr and shirk, the darkness of the ocean. So darknesses you will find many, many types. And all these deviant groups and so forth. But nur is only one singular. Allahu nuru samawati wal ard. Almighty Allah is the radiance and the effulgence in the heavens, in the earth. Mustafa sallallahu's teachings are nur. Qad ja'akum min Allahi nuru wa kitabun mubin. Quran Sharif is nur and radiance and effulgence. Wa anzalna ilaykum nuram mubina. And the Quran Sharif is nur. O Muslim, me and you are also nur. Almighty Allah states, أَفَمَنْ شَرَحَ اللَّهُ صَدْرَهُ لِلْإِسْلَامِ فَهُوَ عَلَى نُورٍ Whosoever Almighty Allah has opened our hearts, our bosoms. So Allah Ta'ala has placed the nur, radiance, effulgence, celestial light in the inner recesses of that person's heart. So we have to take this nur. Imam Ghazali, rahimahullah, was asked, what is the definition of nur? He said, al-zahiru li-nafsihi wal-muzhir li-ghayrihi. You see, sometimes Allah forbid we have load shedding. So we take one candle and we ignite other five, six, ten candles. So, O Ummah, take this Iman and Islam and spread the nur of Islam. So that is our duty, that is our function. Thereafter, Almighty Allah Jalla Wala tells us about the day and the night. Wallahu, it belongs to Him, Almighty Allah Jalla Wala alone. Ma sakana fil layli wa nahar. Things that are totally motionless. You look at the trees, you look at the stones, you look at the grass. They remain on that place. So daytime, nighttime, everything belongs to Him, Almighty Allah Jalla Wala. And me and you, when we are in our Salat and we are showing that khushu, khudu, that 
ultimate submission, surrendering to Almighty Allah Jalla Wala. So everything belongs to Almighty Allah. And remember that the non-Muslims tomorrow on Day of Justice will say, Wallahi Rabbina ma kunna mushrikeen. They took qasam, they did not commit kufr or shirk and blasphemy and polytheism. Allah Jalla Wala will seal their, ha- seal their mouths as mentioned in Surah Yasin. Al-yawma nakhtimu ala afwahihim wa tukallimuna aydihim wa tashhadu arjuluhum bima kanu yaksibun. Their feet, their hands, all will bear testimony against them, and in that way they will be humiliated and disgraced. Almighty Allah Jalla Wala is teaching us, Ma farratna fil kitabi min shay, thumma ila rabbim yuhsharun. There's nothing missing in the Quran Sharif. You will find everything in the Quran, but that are the principles, the broad guidelines, the details and the explanation. That is what Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did. And wa anzalna ilayka dhikra litubayyina linnasi ma nuzila ilayhim. We reveal to you, O Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the Quran Sharif, the reminder. So you explain in detail to the people and in that way what was revealed to them. Today's world, when you study in all parts of the world, you will find majority of the people are living like this. فَلَمَّا نَسُوا مَا ذُكِّرُوا بِهِ فَتَحْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ أَبْوَابَ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ When they forget the advices, admonishment given to them, we open the doors of everything. But Allah did not use the word baraka. So their health will be good, their business flourishing, their children passing with distinctions. But they are not practicing on Islam. حَتَّى إِذَا فَرِحُوا بِمَا أُوتُوا so much so when they are proud and happy with what they are given, suddenly we seize them, war breaks out, cancer strikes, and so many other problems come. Suddenly the whole world for them turns topsy-turvy, upside down. Then they become totally disappointed and totally disillusioned. So when Allah gives us, when we try to be pious, that is barakah. And when we receive things and we continue with vices, that is muhula. You give a crook enough rope to hang himself. So these are big, big lessons all Mighty Allah Jalla Wala is teaching us. وَإِنَّهُ مَفَاتِحُ الْغَيْبِ لَا يَعْلَمُهَا إِلَّا هُوَ Almighty Allah Jalla Wala is Alimul Ghaybi wa Shahada. Everything past, present, future is known to Almighty Allah Jalla Wala. His knowledge is all embracing, all encompassing. Nothing is hidden and obscure from Almighty Allah. Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is given Ilmul Ghaib in the creation, meaning that Almighty Allah gave the Master Alayhi Salam the knowledge of the unseen, but before that Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did not know about it as mentioned in the Quran itself. Til kamin amba il ilayk ma anta. So it shows that Allah knows past, present, future and Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu sallam who has the greatest knowledge in the entire creation is given and granted ilmul ghaib. So look at the knowledge of Allah. وَمَا تَسْقُتُ مِنْ وَرَقَةٍ إِلَّا يَأْلَمُهَا وَلَا حَبَّةٍ فِي ظُلُمَاتِ الْأَرْضِ There is not a leaf that falls in any part of the world. 
There is not a seed that is there in the darkness of the land and sand. There is nothing fresh. There is nothing old. There is nothing new. Nothing old. But everything is in the book of Almighty Allah. Almighty Allah tells us of Nabi Ibrahim how he made da'wah and tabligh to his father. So he told his father, وَإِذْ قَالَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ لِأَبِيهِ عَذَرٍ أَتَتَّخِذُ أَسْنَامًا عَالِهَا You're taking these things, these as your gods, these idols, you make them your gods, your deities. So big discussion. Nabi Ibrahim salam inviting his people. But the truth is always better. And therefore people don't accept it. Almighty Allah mentioned 25 Anbiya's names in the Noble Quran. In this one page here, in Surah An'am, you find 18 Anbiya's names are mentioned. And Almighty Allah speaks of Makkah. You, Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you must warn the people of Makkah and the surrounding. Makkah is the central portion, the markers, the headquarters. And Waman is everything after beyond that, around it, surrounding it. So that is what all Matthew Allah, Jalla is teaching us. And then regarding our dietary laws, our halal haram, wala ta'akulu, do not consume and eat that, mimma lam yudkarismullah alayhi, where the name of Almighty Allah is not taken, wa innahu lafisq, remember it is a major, major sin, it is huge transgression, it haram that animal, so therefore we need to be very, very cautious and careful in this regard. They, after all, Matthew Allah, Jalla speaks about people who have farms and plantations. That you must pay and give out your produce and your yield and your harvest. And don't waste. So all this you find in the Noble Quran. In the ending of Surah An'am, beautiful, wonderful verse, all Matyallah states, Qul, say, O Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, inna salati, my prayer, wa nusuki, my sacrifice, wa mahyaya wa mati, my life and my death, lillahi rabbil alameen. Everything is solely, only for Allah. This Allah, jalla ala, the sustainer, nourisher of the entire world and creation, la sharika la and he has no partners so we must do our actions with ikhlas and sincerity you see this verse surah an'am chapter 6 verse number 162 the ulama have said read it in the morning and inshallah all your actions will go with ikhlas and sincerity for the love and for the pleasure of almighty allah may almighty allah give us tawfiq Amin, 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 Thumma, Amin, half past four. Ustad, we start, inshallah, this uh, morning. We go to Tunisia. Uh, the brother says, I don't understand. A person came to Khalid bin Walid, rahmatullah alayhi, and said, Radiallahu an. and said, so and so was speaking ill of you. Khalid bin Walid, radiallahu ta'ala anhu said, he responded, that is his book of records. So let him fill it with whatever he wishes. Ya Sheikh, ana la afham. If Ustad could please explain. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alayka an tafhala tafham hadhi al-qaqiyah wal-hadithah tamaman. 
مثلا إذا كان هناك رجل هو يغتاب أنك وقال إن فلانا كذا وكذا وقال وما تجيب كيف تجيب أنت عليك أن تجيب بهذه الكلمة إن قال ما قال صادقا فأنا أستغفر الله عز وجل وأتوب إلى الله عز وجل لأنه قال صادقا وإن كان كاذبا أنا أستغفر أنا أدعو الله عز وجل أي يغفر له إن كان كاذبا أنا أدعو الله عز وجل له أي إن الله يغفر له لأنه كاذب هذا مراد خالد بن وليد رضي الله تعالى هذا في كتابه من قال شيء فإن كان حسنا فحسنه معه وإن كان كاذبا فالوزر عليه والإثم عليه من أجل هذا قال خالد بن وليد رضي الله تعالى أنه وارضاه هو سيف من سيوف الله هو عليه يعني الوبال عليه So what did Khalid bin Walid radiallahu anhu the sword of Allah say? People are criticizing him speaking this. He said that that person will see the wrong in his book. So I don't have to respond. So therefore the Sahaba, awliyaullah and them say, when somebody speaks bad of us, if somebody speaks things good of us, so we must say that if they praise us and they are criticizing us, meaning that they speak the truth and they are criticizing us, so we must then ask all Allah for forgiveness. What that person said is the truth. Maybe he praised us few things, but he criticized us also. But the wrong things that we are doing, we must ask Allah for forgiveness. If that person is lying and making propaganda, then I must make dua for him that all Allah forgives him. So that is the beautiful answer, Allah Uslubil Hakim. So that is the diplomatic way of answering such people. Subhanallah. We start. We go to. Somebody says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Sab. I have heard that a pregnant woman should not attend a funeral. They should wait a day or two, or at least until the body has left the house. Is there any Islamic background on this to start? If so, what is the reason for this? Remember that many things our people brought from India, we call it excess luggage. So you must remember that they brought their gam mentality. So this got nothing to do with Islam. So in Islam, the lady is pregnant and now her sister, her brother or somebody passed away really near and dear to her. So now can she go to the funeral or not? Obviously she can go. So to say she can't go and bad luck will affect her or affect the unborn baby and impact the baby. All these are belief of mushrikeen and polytheists. We reject bad luck. There's nothing like badafali, bad luck and unluckiness in Islam. We say that all comes from all Allah. So we don't entertain and accept these type of beliefs. It is la asla lahu. It has no basis in Islam. Ustad listener says, can I perform four rakats, ishraq salat, or rather two, and then another two, and tahajjud, Ustad? You must remember that you need to break it up properly so you don't confuse issues. For example, by you, six o'clock, I'm just giving example, is sunrise. So quarter past six, 14 minutes past six, you read first two rakats, after sunrise, 14, 15 minutes, then first two rakats, you read salatul ishraq. You get the reward of Umratun wa Hajjatun Tamma, 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 the hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif. Complete Hajj and complete Umrah Sawab you get as mentioned in Tirmidhi Sharif. 
Second two rakats, remember you can make intention of Salatul Duha, Chash Namaz. You can make intention of Salatul Hajat. You can make intention Salatul Shukr. You make multiple intentions, all that is fine, there is no problem, totally permissible. People have to go to job, people have to go to shop, they don't get time, they're busy and so forth. So at that time you can read four rakats, no problem. Tahajjud Salat, remember you perform your Isha Salat, your first. Thereafter, you read your two rakats, sunnat and Thereafter, you read two rakats, four rakats, six rakats, eight rakats. You make intention of tahajjud, then you read witter, and then you sleep. So fine, totally permissible. You sleep eight at ten, nine o'clock, ten o'clock, eleven o'clock. You wake up two o'clock, three o'clock, up past three. So one hour, half an hour before Subah Sadiq starts. So the time for Fajr starts, and then you read two rakat, four, six, eight rakats in twos. That is the best Salatul Layli Mathna Mathna. The Hadith teaches us. So that is the best time to read Tahajjud. That is in the last one two hours before Sehri time ends, before Fajr time starts. And Allah give tawfiq, you read witr also that time, authentic hadith in Sahih Muslim. Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ij'alu akhira salatikum bil-layli witra. Make the last salat at night, the witr salat. Ustad, uh, Brother Yunus wants to know, of course, passing salams to you and to the team of Marqa Sahaba. Brother Yunus from uh, New York, United States of America, asking, my question pertains to permissible ways Ways of spending interest monies. Riba, can I spend it on paying off interest on a home loan? Ustad, Brother Yunus. Brother Yunus, Barakallahu Fikum. First and foremost, we must realize that we are Muslims. Alhamdulillah, our constitution is the Quran Sharif, is the Sunnah Mubarakah of Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. For interest, look at the Noble Quran, Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verses 275 to 279. I mention one verse only. Quran Karim says, فَإِلَّمْ تَفْعَلُوا If you do not abstain and refrain from interest, فَأَذَنُوا بِحَرْبٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ So be prepared for a war against all Matya Allah Jalla Wala and Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It is the only place in the entire Quran Sharif, 6,236 verses, that it is mentioned war against Allah Jalla Wala and Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Sallam to show us what a heinous, serious crime this is, the crime of riba, of sood, of yaj, call it whatever you want to, interest, usury. So absolutely haram it is. <laughs> but because we live in South Africa, America, and Europe, and Asia, there is capitalistic system, so interest comes our way. And because of the banking system, capitalistic system. So brother Yunus, these are the principles you must remember. That interest, the thousand dollars you have or whatever, it is in your possession and not in your ownership. So what must you do? You must get rid of it as soon as possible. So how do you get rid of it? Four or five ways I give you. Number one, you give it to any poor Muslim person. No reward, obviously, because it's, it's shaitan money, is napak money, impure money. So you give it to any poor Muslim person. You know he's down and out. Just give it to him. Two, you give it to any non-Muslim person who's poor, destitute. Third one, you pay your taxes. You know there in America how much tax you have to pay and so forth and so on. So you can use it for that. 
Number four, you have to pay rates and duties and all that for your import, export and whatever you, for all that you can use it. And now you ask the question, interest for interest. That people remember they bought a house on mortgage, they bought a house on HP higher purchase, they bought a house or a shop or whatever. So now they have to pay the banking institute interest. So you take interest to offset the interest. So remember one impure in exchange of the other impure. So it's fine, it's permissible, no problem with that. However, we must remember to go to the bank and take out an overdraft. One million US dollars, one million rupees, one million rand, our currency here. So all this is haram in Islam. So we cannot be going out and taking loans and then paying interest. So we must realize that interest starting to ending A to Z is haram and not permissible. Mm. Subhanallah. Uh, Ustad, we go to Hannah Smith. Uh, Brother Ismail wants to know, he says, according to the Hanafi school of thought, what is the ruling regarding a woman wearing a scarf whilst reading Quran when at home performing wudu or for reading the Quran, Ustad? Hannah Smith. Remember whether it's Hanafi, Shafi, Maliki, Hanbali, if you are going to read the Quran Sharif and you're going to touch the Quran Sharif, so or because you can read the Quran Sharif by memory also, so therefore we have to draw the distinction. So when you are going to touch the noble Quran, then Quran Sharif itself states, La yamassuhu illal mutahharun. That, remember, that you cannot touch the Qur'an Sharif except that you are in the state of cleanliness and that is what the Qur'an Sharif is teaching us. So this is in Surah Waqiyah. We know Surah Rahman and then Surah Waqiyah. So all Matiyallah states, when you touch in the Noble Qur'an, then remember you must be in the state of cleanliness. Surah 56, verse 79. Surah 56, Surah Waqiyah, verse 79. So that is the law. Second one is this. Now the lady is at home in the confines of a home. Yes, she should wear the scarf, everything. And remember that is part of the haya, the modesty. When you are reading the Quran Sharif, you read it by making the haq fulfilled. So one is you read it with tajweed. But one is you yourself, that you should be in such a state and condition. You are showing respect to the kalam, the direct speech of Almighty Allah. Quran Kareem teaches us, وَمَن يُعَذِّمْ شَعَائِرَ اللَّهِ فَإِنَّهَا مِنْ تَقْوَى الْقُلُوبِ So the woman say, that Allah says, that the person who shows respect to the symbols, the landmarks of Allah, that's a sign that that person has taqwa, piety in their hearts. So now the lady sits there with the skirt, or she sits there with sleeveless, or she sits there with no scarf, nothing, and she says, I'm reading Quran. So I'm asking you, Will that be possible, permissible? Definitely not. Mm. You are showing disrespect to the Quran Sharif itself. So that is unacceptable <coughs> and not permissible. Ustad, we go to Cape Town, uh, Buta Fakir. He says here, uh, Muftisab, please would you advise whether the wuzu is broken if your spouse touches you? Example, when passing something to you and the hands touch you. Uh, Buta Fakir from Stellenbosch. MashaAllah, my Buddha Fakir, Al-Malfal answers Fakir ilallah, Wallahul Ghaniyu wa Antumul Fuqarah. Almighty Allah states that Allah is self-sufficient. He, Almighty Allah, does not need anybody, anything, anywhere, any place. Remember that anytime. 
So that is all, my Allah. Me and you, wa antumul fuqara, fuqara, the plural of fakir. We are always in need of the mercy of all, my Allah, my buta fakir. So remember, in a case like that where you are speaking, that is called masul mara. Masul mara means when you touch the person. So when you touch buta fakir, you touch your fakira, you touch your froki. So you touch your <laughs> wife. So remember, your huzu is broken, her huzu is broken. That is the verdict of the Shafi'is. So according to the Shafi'is, husband touches wife, wife touches husband, it's skin to skin, whether with desire, without desire, so the huzu breaks. You ask Imam Shafi, Dalil evidence, O Lamas Tumunnisa, Surah 6, verse number, so Surah 5, verse number 6, so you must remember that, Surah Ma'idah, verse number 6, so that is the ayat they quote. And you ask the Hanafis, you touch your wife, you kiss your wife, you peck your wife, and now you go for Salat. So remember, your wudu is valid, because Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, إِنَّ النَّبِيَّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ قَبَّلَ بَعْضَ أَزْوَاجِهِ ثُمَّ يُسْوَلِّي وَلَمْ يَتَوَدَّى مُصْطَفَى صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ كِسْتَ the honorable wife and then read salat and did not make wudu so Hazrat Urwa was there, he told Hazrat Aisha who reported the hadith, Ma hiya illa anti. O anti is no one else but you, O anti. The word in Arabic is anti. So mm-hmm. we translate it anti. So it's you, O anti, because Urwa, remember, is the son of Asma. And Asma radiallahu anha and Siddiqa, Sayyidah Aisha, sisters. So he's telling his khala. He's telling his masi. He's no one else but you, Fadwahikat, and she smiled. Go open Tirmidhi Sharif, you will find this. So subhanallah, we find the Hanafi's Dalil is very strong here. So Shafi is say, if you touch, the brother touches his sister, mother or father touches the daughter and so forth, the wuzu don't break. But when you touch strange people, woman, or woman touch strange man, then the wuzu breaks. So remember, husband touch wife, finish your wuzu will break. Hmm. We've got a new listener, mashallah, brother Harun. From Marlborough Gardens, he says that Mufti Sab, Honorable Mufti Sab, how come Mufti Sab and Mullah Arafat are so chirpy early part of the morning? And how long does it take Mufti Sab to get to the station? I don't think Brother Harun knows that <laughs> the station is right here, Ustad. From Marlborough, he says, uh, please Mufti Sab, could you please advise how the inheritance must be split upon the death of my wife or myself when my wife and I both work and purchase and invest together? 50-50, Brother Harun from Marlborough, Ustad. Brother Harun, barakallahu feek, before I respond to your query that I need to say, last night there was a janazah day in Marlboro and Yasmin passed away. Yasmin grew up in Heidelberg in front of me and I even taught her when I used to come from Pakistan for holidays. Then my honorable Ustad, Hafiz Ibrahim Limalia, I spoke to Hafsab yesterday, mashallah, he just returned from Umrah. Allah mm-hmm. ta'ala accept the Umrah, ziyarah to Madinah Munawwara and all the ibadat, mashallah. So, Afsab used to tell me, you must come to Madrasa, help little bit. All the day time for us when we came from Karachi, Pakistan. So, I even taught her in Madrasa. They were very, very small, young at that time there. So, Allah, Jalla Wala, grant Brother Rafiq Prouru's wife, that is, your sister Yasmin Jannatul Firdaus, and grant the family, you understand, Sabre Jamil, to lose a mother is not easy, very, very difficult. So, Allah grant all the marhumin Jannatul Firdaus. Okay, Brother Harun, finish last question that is yours. 
course. And now you say, how long it takes me to come to the studio? Less than a minute because upstairs is the house and downstairs is the studio. So alhamdulillah, this is Allah's fadl, Allah's grace and mercy. The sacrifice of Mona Arafat, brother Junaid Khan, our brother Riyaz Hussein in Durban studio, they make the sacrifices. They have to leave three o'clock, quarter past three, half past three, so quarter to four and come here. Allah Jalla Wala reward them, Ameen, reward their Ameen. families as well. Brother, you want to know about inheritance, you should know the following in Mansa Dwart as Anar Mansa Brut on Spad Beprat Biki Afrikaans work. You heard just now, brother Buta Fakir, he called us from Cape Town, so we have to speak Afrikaans also. So, brother Allah, give you long life, you pass away. So, first thing, remember, is burial, funeral expenses. Second thing is deaths of the deceased. Third one is wasiyah for non-heirs. You give a person, organization, you want to bequeath to Marcus Sahaba, alhamdulillah, maximum one-third of the estate. Fourth is the shares of the heirs. So, wherever you and your wife, your partners, so proportionately what belongs to you, that will go into your estate. You put a value on it. It, and remember it goes proportionately into your estate so that is how it works barakallahu fiqh assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh wa alaykum assalamu wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh honorable ustad jazakumullahu khair for giving us those beautiful jawabs and beautiful answers on our program as-safina tu ilal jannah